This is On The Story. I'm News 10 ABC's Trishna Begum. Every night, I get to tell people stories, but there's always more. I wish I could fit into every piece. That's where this podcast comes in. Each week, we'll dive into a topic with the newsmakers, experts, and the people who can tell the story the best. Love is in the air, but so is the virus still. The pandemic put a pause on so many plans for couples, especially those who were set to get married. News 10's Mary Wilson talked to some of those couples as they made alternate plans, eloped, or held micro-weddings. Yes, it's a thing, and she'll tell us all about it. And you'll meet the Hargraves. Nick and his beautiful bride, Erin, got married last year. Not in the way that they had planned, but their story ended up with a fitting twist to tie the knot and begin married life. We begin this week with the talented Mary Wilson. All right, so Mary Wilson joining us on the podcast. Uh, this is awesome because I don't get to talk to you. That I much know before. it's been so long, and we have totally different opposite schedules right now. Yep, yeah. two ships passing in the night. I watched your story on yes. micro weddings that you've mm-hmm. been working on. Give us the gist of the story. Yeah, to start with. So obviously the start of the pandemic, the, all the city clerks stopped issuing marriage licenses. So there were so many people that either were planning on getting married or they got engaged. And of course, all those beautiful weddings that had to be canceled or postponed. And some people ended up, you know, canceling, postponing like two, three times, which is just terrible. Um, But so people just started getting creative in the beginning. It was the elopements. It wasn't even the micro weddings yet because it could really just be the bride, the groom, maybe a witness, officiant, um, if they were able to find a marriage license. And so that's when we talked to the uh, Reverend Ronald Hunt, who has that little one-stop shop in Schenectady. You can get married for like 200 bucks and you can just go in there. He was doing Zoom weddings too, which was pretty cool. You could get a special license for a Zoom wedding. And there was only a certain amount of them issued. So yeah, it was kind of cool to see it from the beginning to now the couple that's planning on the 150 people, kind of that traditional wedding for this coming September. So fingers crossed that will all be good. Hopefully they get their big wedding that they've yeah. been planning. How? So I found the guy in Schenectady, Ronald, is that his name? Yes, Ronald Hunt. He's quite the character. He seemed quite the character when you watched <laughs> the story. How did you find him? I was looking for efficients um, and there were so many different kinds. There was like the hiking one where she would take couples up in Ticonderoga and Mount Defiance. And there was just a lot of people willing to kind of do whatever. And this Ronald Hunt, he's um, dressed up as a cat in a hat. He's been up in a hot air balloon. He's done basically any type of wedding. Someone had like a bicycle themed wedding and he's basically just willing to go with the flow. And then he said, you know, it's just important for him to have people be able to come on off the street and come to this space that he's festooned with all his decorations and crafting and just have a nice little ceremony without paying the big bucks. So he has this little, like you said, one-stop shop and yeah. and everything's set up and, you know, he's got like cute little floral arrangements yep. and he'll even play music for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't help but think of like a Vegas wedding. Did you yeah. get that vibe at all? Very similar. And funny you should say that because apparently he does Elvis impersonations and he's very theatrical. So he said, you know, it's not really the typical couple that will come in. It's someone that's got a sense of humor that just wants to make light of it. The couples that you talked to. Yeah. Story. 
what stood out to you about them as they navigated through this process of trying to plan a wedding through a pandemic? Yeah. All the couples were very like, go with the flow. They knew the most important thing was it's not just this one day, even though we've built it up to be so much society and everything else, but they were just happy to, you know, make it official. They knew it was really the two of them. That was the love story. Um, definitely no bridezillas that I spoke to the, uh, Tori, who is a ICU nurse at Saratoga hospital. She was really great. Cause she was just like, we've decided we're doing it, whatever the capacity limitations are, we're just going to roll with it. There's still some question when it comes to dancing and that can kind of be a bummer because you still have to be in those pods with the same household members. Um, so that's kind of the main thing now that is a bummer. You can't really, you know, go and have that typical big dance floor, but you never know that could change before their wedding in September, but either way, they said they're going to be happy and it'll be beautiful and they'll get to start their lives together. So that's what yeah. matters. They, they were a beautiful couple and, yeah. and I just, I really liked their outlook. The other thing that amazed me about this story is the number of people you interviewed. I, <laughs> I, I lost know. count. I mean, and, but you, it all uh, like 11, 11 people, <laughs> yeah. which is a lot when you're thinking about like telling a story for like yeah. news broadcast purposes. It just goes to show how much planning does go into a wedding and how many oh, different yeah. components are involved. Right. Could have been so much more. I didn't talk to anyone with like the bar, you know, industry, the catering, obviously dresses, rings. There's just, this industry is obviously massive. Um, and they all do work closely together. So that's kind of how it all came together at Stonebridge Farm, um, which is a pretty amazing venue, that former thoroughbred training facility. Um, so the event planner, she owns events to a T, Letizia, she kind of was just like one thing after the other of, well, we go to this venue, we have a good relationship with the caterer and this and then that. So all of the interviews kind of fell into place. The couple that was, that's still in the process of planning, mm-hmm. what's been their biggest challenge of trying to figure out, okay, we're sort of in the middle of a pandemic, but things yeah. are kind of moving. They might change. What's been their biggest challenge from a plan? I think they're pretty confident that everyone will be vaccinated. And that's still the requirement, either the negative test or the vaccination. The big thing was the groom, Colin's family, they're like all from Canada. So he has like 50 family members in Canada. And of course the border is still closed. So they're kind of like, they might not even get to that 150 guest mark because his family might not be able to cross the border. But he is hearing some positive things that the borders might open up. I guess Canada is a couple months behind us in terms of the vaccine rollout. So hopefully they'll catch up. Um, But I think that was a big one. Just, you know, not knowing if your family is going to be there is kind of tough. They're going to go through it with it either way. But I think that was probably it. And they were at first trying to plan things on their own. They decided after a few months that they needed to get a wedding planner, which they said was very helpful, especially because she kind of makes it her job to know all the guidelines. And there are a lot of intricacies and signing contracts to make sure, you know, if you, God forbid, got COVID or something came up, you know, that you wouldn't have to lose your deposit or there's lots of things like that. But I think it is probably pretty handy to have a wedding planner. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Anything else about the story? You just didn't have time to put into the story, um, but you want people to know. There was so much. Oh my goodness. Um, well, we didn't talk about too much about the venue. 
um, that Stonebridge farm. It was so cool. You know, those outdoor like arenas, yes. it was just massive. And it was, you know, usually they have like 300 people, but they'll be safely able to do that 150 person max. And they're going to get really creative with creating those dancing pods. So they're going to try to make it so it looks classy. And it's not just, you know, cones on the floor where you have to stay. We were but, talking <laughs> about that when we were Yeah, because it's like, how is this going to look? And people are still wondering, um, but she was like, it's just the hardest part is having to monitor people because, you know, at weddings, there's drinking, people are having a good time. And she's like, you know, our licenses are on the line here. There can be drop-in surprise inspections. And so she really is like, they're not going to be lenient on it. They're going to really make sure people stay in those pods. It's going to make for some interesting pictures too when yeah. the photographers are on the dance floors. <laughs> so these pods, is that just like your own table, your family members? How yeah. do the pods work? So the table has to be same household guests. So that's tricky too. And of course it's frustrating for people that have been vaccinated and they're feeling like, you know, invincible at this point. Um, but yeah, so it's the six by six um, square. It's got to be away from others and so it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. And, you know, any day, as you know, the governor can come on and get rid of that. So I'm sure they're sure. hoping for that soon. Yeah, hopefully in a few months, but we'll yeah. see. We, we never quite know. Um, a few couples in our area who just decided to have very small weddings and get mm -hmm. married. And I think that was also special because yeah. yeah, they didn't have that big wedding that they may have been planning. But mm -hmm. I think in the end, you just realize, you know, if it's the person you love and you want to get married and the timing is right. Yeah. Just do it. That was totally the moral of the story that they were saying. The photographer was like, it just puts the emphasis on the vows, the couple. You're just there with each other. And they were saying that they wouldn't have traded it for anything. These couples that one that had the 50 person micro wedding at Stonebridge and the uh, couple that eloped on the mountaintop. They were like, it was better than I could have ever imagined. And they were recommending other people do it and, you know, lose the stress of the huge event. So we'll yeah. see if it changes the industry. People are saying that it could, at least for a couple of years, it could be something that catches on. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's your special day. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, uh, important not to forget that. Okay, I do want to get a little personal, if you don't mind. Yes. Last year, you had some happy news of your own. I did. Um, let's see, October 30th of 2020, I was engaged. So I guess I'm a pandemic bride somewhat. But um, I, it's shifted things a little bit. We probably would have, you know, done a year, I think, but I'm glad to have two years to plan and not be super stressed. So we're planning on September of 2022. What have you done and yeah. what have you found personally as you navigate this? I did start to get anxious because they said 2022 would be a boom for weddings because people have postponed it. The ones that were going to, you know, get married in 2021 have pushed it and a lot of people got engaged. Um, throughout the pandemic, because apparently there was nothing better to do than hang out with your significant other and get engaged. Um, so thankfully, I'm going to do it at my parents' place in Vermont. So that takes care of the big thing, the venue. My two older sisters got married there too. So that's always kind of been the plan. Um, so that's good. I don't have to worry about that. I've talked about, um, talked to a band, talked to a caterer, haven't really nailed anything down, like with the deposit yet. Um, but hopefully that will come soon because yeah, I don't want things snatched up in Vermont too. There's fewer vendors. It's going to be beautiful. And I know you're, you're so creative and you'll have your own touch. Yeah. 
All right, Mary, it was good talking to you. You too, Trishna. This is fun. You can watch Mary every morning on News 10 ABC and catch her web series as well, Master It With Mary on News10.com. Okay, now we get to meet Nick and Aaron. Nick is one of our technical directors at News 10. Without him, we wouldn't get on the air. So it's only fitting that we had some technical issues with sound as we started this interview. Hence the excitement you hear once we could hear each other. Hello. Hello. Yes! <laughs> Thank you so much for, for doing this, first of all. How's married life been? So far, it's been great. No, honestly, no difference than the four years that we were dating beforehand. Mm -hmm. Other than I get yelled at for not doing things around the house. Well, that's what's changed. Honestly, it's not married life. It's home ownership. Right. And you and you bought a house very recently. We, we uh, bought no. a house two, what, two months before we got married, right? Before, yeah. So we, we, last July is when we closed. What were your plans for getting married? Like, when had you set a date? And how was that coming along? So, so back in December, or no, yeah, December of 2019, I proposed. 18. 18? 18. Oh my God. <laughs> December, December 2018, I proposed. And we plan on getting married in the early summer. May. May, May 28th was our, was it? 30th. May 30th. <laughs> uh, Time flies. That was our original date. And... You know, so we spent the whole year fantasizing about the honeymoon and how great the wedding is going to be and all the people we're going to see. And then by, I don't know, the end of March, we we're slowly realizing that none of that's going to happen. So we were going to have a year and a half engagement. So it, it had basically been like, it was three months before the wedding when we had to postpone it. Like we were pretty close everything was already finished planning yeah I, pretty much i was gonna ask like how far in planning had you gotten but yeah by that point most of everything was in place already right yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna say i had envelopes addressed and stamped i didn't send them out i literally had them stamped we, me and my girlfriend did it like a week before everything shut down crazy yeah. tell me a little bit about the wedding that was gonna be because Nick do you remember like last year I think Lydia and I were like looking at like those barn photos and it was gonna yeah. be this like beautiful venue and we were so excited for you so uh, my my vision and aka Nick's vision then <laughs> um was to have we wanted a barn wedding that like we wanted that kind of like that rustic vibe but like you still have like nice amenities too so the, the ceremony was going to be in a vineyard we're gonna get, have the reception in the barn and so that was kind of like what we were planning for. And we were so close. And the planning is is a lot of work. Like I I feel like when I was planning my wedding, it was a job in itself. It's like, cause there's just like so many little details that I think like people who aren't planning a wedding or like if a significant other is planning, they don't even realize half the things that they're doing. But like not little things of like, okay, what are we going to, how's everyone gonna be seated? But like also then what are we gonna feed everybody? And then, oh, there's like dietary restrictions and you know, like different things like that too. Like, oh, what's the timeline going to be from getting ready to pictures, to, to the ceremony, to then the reception and the cake cutting and like all of that in itself. And like, um, I think we have like, I think we had like eight different vendors. So we had a lot of vendors too, that, you know, you're trying to coordinate as well. So like, cause you just do so much random researching too. Oh, let me just like search. What would it look like for 
these types of pictures. Yeah, and then you open up Pinterest and before you know it, you have like 50 gajillion tabs open. I'm like social media influencer, like who did this cool thing? You're like, oh, I'm gonna try that. And then you're like, oh wait, that's gonna cost thousands of dollars, Never mind. <laughs> How do I DIY this? March happens of last year and stuff starts to come out about this COVID stuff. Um, when did you realize this might not happen the way we were planning to? I think we were really naive in the beginning, like a lot of people were, where we thought, oh, you know, we're going to have to quarantine for two weeks and then it'll, it'll all go away and we'll still have the wedding. And if we can't, you know, maybe we'll have a smaller wedding, but we'll still be able to go to Italy for a honeymoon, obviously. Why wouldn't we? I mean, it'll be by, by our honeymoon, it'll be done. You know, and, and then obviously everybody knows that Italy was hurt the hardest in the beginning of the pandemic. So I would say by what, the end of April, we kind of realized, I, you know, around there that we realized that we were going to have to send out, what do we call them? Change, well, change the date. So we, well, I guess it's hard because like for us, there were so many different levels of like when we realized versus when we changed it versus when we changed it a second time or, um, but like I remember for me it was February it was like probably middle of February like Valentine's Day time frame and you're starting to hear about the COVID and coronavirus and I'm like and it's hitting Italy and that's where I'm like what about my honeymoon what about my honeymoon um not even recognizing it's gonna come to the states and hit us like so unaware like all my concerns was that and then it's around St. Patrick's Day was when we actually St. Patrick's Day is like the day we actually decided like nope we're we're moving it which was relatively early for some people people weren't even we were starting to tell people i'm like really you're, it's not gonna, it's oh, gonna our, be over by may our, our, like, D, our dj was trying to talk us out of canceling or postponing um, contract yeah 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 little did he so. know while we're on the vendor topic how did that work like were you able to either shift things or did you get your money back for some of these from some of these deposits so when we postponed the first time right so it was supposed to be May 30th. We recognized on like March 18th, that's not happening. And so we decided, so, okay, let's try to find another date with our ven venue, like later on the year. So we, we said, okay, September 5th was a date that worked. It wasn't, it was a little bit of a change of plan of the barn wedding. It was, it's now a ballroom type wedding, but we're like, you know what? It's, we will, we'll stick to that date. Our photographer was, we were like, what are our critical vendors who we already kind of put down a lot of money on? So we could say like, okay, how are we going to make them work? And so we found that, well, okay, we'll do September 5th. And then we basically had to then figure out with some of the other vendors, could we change those or not? As this is happening, and Aaron, I'm going to, I mean, maybe Nick feels the same way you do, but I know like just looking back on all the planning, you just get attached to so many little details and you're like, oh, this is going to look so pretty. But as everything is shifting and postponements and things like that, how how did you feel about it all? I it sucked. Like I I had so many things where I was like, oh, it's gonna look this way, or I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing, or I, and I, and I think for a while I was I was kind of very upset about the barn aspect, like which now looking back on it, it's so small. Like I recognize, like wow, like that's not even like that's what I cared about at that moment. And that's why I was like, I'm losing this. I'm switching it to this new date. I get, I get a ball and there's something wrong with the ballroom. Like I'm recognizing like, it just like, you have this thing in your mind. I'm going to do, um, this barn. <laughs> Sorry. Our dogs are going crazy. That's what dogs are meant to do. Let me just take a, I'm going to just let them one of them outside. So you lose the barn. 
that was rough because then everything there were so many things that circled around it was we're gonna get married in the vineyard it was gonna have like you know winery in the background i love wine like silly things like that but i recognize i'm like that's that's what you have your heart when you plan a wedding you plan a big thing like this it's one of the it should one of the biggest days of your life right you think about all these details but then as we got into it and covid like really hit and it got real i, I really recognized like wow i'm so grateful for just being able to meet with people or just to see a couple people versus like forget a big wedding like i'm just grateful to see my parents right. you guys did end up getting married with the backyard ceremony. How did that come to be? And then tell me about the day. So basically, I think I, once we like saw the house and we uh, put in our, our offer on the house and everything, I think I was like, wow, wouldn't it be really cool to like start our story here? Like not start our story, but like start our married life. Like It was very romantic to think, hey, we bought this house and we're gonna get married in our own backyard that we just purchased. And it was just, it was, it was an, even though it was small and not what we originally wanted, it was very nice and very yeah. intimate. I love yeah. that. I didn't know any of that. I mean, Nick told me about like buying the house and, and all of that at work, but I love that. That is great. And her dad, her dad built a uh, arch from scratch. He yeah. built it, you know, hand wood. So that was in the backyard. They lit up the whole backyard. Yeah, we hung like lights. string lights. It was wonderful. It was, it was yeah. for what it was, it was really amazing. What do you remember about your wedding day? How nervous I was. <laughs> and, and everyone else noticed how nervous I was because I wouldn't stop asking me how nervous I was. <laughs> but it, it was just, it was, I remember thinking to myself how surprised I was. Surprised at how well it looked. Surprised at how, how amazing I felt. And just surprised at how every how everything just went so well. It just worked according to plan. And it was mm -hmm. a pandemic wedding in the in the middle of our backyard with only 15 people. It was a great yeah. day. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, I, I remember like one of my biggest concerns was like, oh, it's still pandemic. Like, how are we going to keep this safe and you know, have this wedding? But right. you know, all of our friends and family like took it seriously, like recognizing like what we wanted and like how we were gonna go about it. It was 17 people, like. And, you know, we're going to keep it outside and that we could pull it off and we could do this really nice, romantic, small, intimate wedding. Because it's such a small group, like those are the people obviously closest to you. And so really you had everything you, and everyone you needed. Yeah. And it was some of the first time we'd seen some of these people, you know, in a while too. I think it was we're the first time I saw my mom and dad in, I don't know, eight to 10 months. Yeah. Mm, that's a... A beautiful start to to married life i gotta say does it ever like does it ever cross your mind like you were planning a wedding at the start of the pandemic that got pushed and pushed and then ultimately things changed you figured out like okay we're gonna have a ceremony we're gonna get married we're gonna do this if you can conquer that you can conquer a lot of things through married life because there's always challenges that come up right. yeah well and i think it's like it's that it's also like knowing how to pivot and like you know, what, what are the things that really matter? And like, that was kind of like where I think like my mindset changed. And then we said, okay, well, when that, we knew the big wedding was happening, what, what's the next plan? We said, well, we could just move it out. But like, we'd already been engaged for almost, almost two years at that point. Yeah. And we're kind of like, you know what, let's just do it. And then who knows what the next year is going to hold. Like, maybe we'll be able to have a big, like a big celebration next year, like as a one year party kind of thing. And, or maybe not, like, I still think like 
I think it's looking more and more positively that we will be able to do that now. But like for, for, I don't know, like still through the holidays, we're like TBD until vaccines started rolling out. Like we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out when it comes, but we obviously want to have that party and we want to celebrate with all of our loved ones and family members and friends. So that's, that's still on the horizon. Our next, our, our wedding, I don't know what you want to call it. Second our, wedding. Our second <laughs> wedding. Let's call it the reception. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, that will be our one year anniversary yeah. on the Tuesday. So it was, it's also my mother's birthday, which is very <laughs> odd, but it's, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be, I, I'm so excited for it because I think people have been, you know, pent up in their houses. They want to go to weddings. They want to have fun. They want to, you know, let loose a little bit. And we're going to have everyone in the same room together. And it's going to be a great celebration. For anybody who's planning a wedding, what's your advice to them? Because it's not like planning a wedding during normal times. Like you, you have to plan with in mind that like guidelines might change or something different might happen uh, five months down the road. So what's your biggest piece of advice? Maybe, maybe keep your expectations low. Don't be, I mean, this is, it's hard as a male to say this as the groom, because I'm not going to be distraught if I can't have X, Y, or Z, but maybe the bride might be, but it's just like, expect the unexpected, however cliche that is to say. I would say, keep an open mind. Yeah. Like, like I get where you're coming from, but like it, there's so many ways to have a good wedding, whether it's a big, huge party or if it's a small intimate gathering, there's so many ways that make it unique and special. Yes. And I think it's just being open to, okay, maybe it's not the barn rustic venue, but does it mean it's not going to have the same meaning and everything else behind it? So I think it's not about the wedding. It's about the love and like, and you know, who- and, the, and the people who support you and who are there and who love you. Right probably helps not to be a bridezilla. I know, I was going to say, I I feel like I'm relatively chill. So (laughs) that does help. You sound like it. All right, guys, I know it's your Friday night, so I'll let you get back to it. Thank you very much for all of your input and for talking to me. Sure, it was was a pleasure. See you Monday. (laughs) A big thanks to Mary, Aaron, and Nick. If you're interested in watching Mary's full special report for more wedding-related content, head to news10.com. And if you like this week's episode, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for listening.